Aliens Explored is a podcast exploring famous and obscure cases of UFO sightings, alien abductions and other strange events from both a believing and a sceptical perspective whilst keeping an open mind. I'm Stu Jackson, a professional actor and amateur ufologist with a particular interest in the crop circle phenomenon. I'll be debating that otherworldly visitations are real. The truth is out there. And I'm Neil Kelly. I'm a professional actor as well and used to work for the military as an intelligence analyst. I'll be arguing from a more doubtful point of view. I mean, it's all a bit far-fetched, isn't it? Numerous theories and conspiracies have developed around the origins of the COVID-19 pandemic, ranging from laboratory experiments gone wrong, unnatural interactions with animals, to an all-out biological attack. But there is one group of scientists who have theorised that the virus may have arrived on a meteor that lit up the skies 2,000 miles north of Wuhan in October 2019. Join us on Aliens Explored as we ask, could COVID-19 have come from space? Welcome back listeners to another episode of Aliens Explored, your weekly podcast where we look into UFOs, UAPs, alien abductions, cattle mutilations and all manner of otherworldly events. I am one of your hosts, Stu Jackson. And I'm your other host, Neil Kelly. And hello, Neil. Um, it's good to see you again. Uh, we're talking about COVID. Hello, Stu. It's good to see you too. Glad to see you. You're still, <laughs> you're still like, yeah, COVID. So it's, COVID has been with us for over a year now. Mm. Um, I think I, I had a, a, a case of it. Um, I've I've been I've had my first vaccine against it. Get my second one next week. You've just tested your today. Today, this very day, well, not the day that the listeners are listening to it, but um, yeah, because we record these in advance, mm. peek behind the curtain there, listeners. Um, but yes, I, uh, when is this going out? This is going out 28th of May. Uh, yeah, so I'd have had mine, my first one a month ago. You'll have had your second one by the time this goes oh, out. Oh yeah, I'll get my second one on May the 4th. Oh, Star Wars Day. <laughs> May the fourth go with you. Yes. Yeah, that's it. Fourth be Star with you. Wars yeah. Day. May the Star fourth be with you. It is officially Star Wars Day. Is it? May yeah, for that reason. <laughs> yeah. My Star Trek stream. We're going to be doing a uh, a, a Star Wars special on the second because that's it goes yeah, out no, on Sunday, so. May the 4th. Right. yeah yeah for may the 4th and um, there you go um but yeah so we're we're starting to come out of of covid land a little bit what with our vaccinations well we we hope we are things starting to open up well it's it's starting to look a bit a bit brighter and a bit better and in fact i've i've even so i've I've been staying in for most of it um Hmm. and keeping myself as safe as possible and not going out except for absolute emergency stuff um but i've uh i've actually booked to go to a music festival at the end of august would you believe well i suppose it august seems a long way off now doesn't it so it's we not all hope that the world will change by then. I, I'm not optimistic at all. 
No, well, I, I mean, I'm mentioning it because um, it does have a connection with this this show because the uh, it, it's in the grounds of a pub. This this music festival. Hmm. Um, I mean, it's not a huge, you know, it's not like Burning Man or anything. You know, there's a, like 300 tickets maximum. Right. Um, so it's a small music festival over August Bank Holiday weekend. Hmm. Um, but the pub it's in uh, was always known as the Crop Circle Pub. Because mm. it's right in the middle of like crop circle country, um, it's in Wiltshire. Um, it's it, it's right in the epicenter of it all. But inside the pub, which is like this this beautiful two hundred year old, it's it's right on the banks of a canal. Mm. Um, absolutely amazing. Inside, they had all these amazing, fantastic murals of the Wiltshire countryside and crop circles, and even the pool table was. Uh, um, a custom uh, pool table where instead of like white spots it was all different crop circles and there were a microbrewery so they had like Area 51 beer and that sort of thing absolutely amazing a few years ago it got bought out by a corporation and all that went of course yeah. yeah, it's lost all its character as a result but which is a shame but the music festival's good fun and I'll be going with some fun people uh, so that's the uh, that's the key thing, but uh, but yeah. So so while I'm there at the end of August, there might even be some crop circles. So I'm planning to go out and see if I can find a crop circle or two whilst I'm in that area. So I might be coming back with a report, Neil. Mm. Are you taking a drone with you? Oh, I hadn't I hadn't thought about it, but I might do. That's yeah. the easiest way to look for crop circles, isn't it? Send that up. Yeah. Yeah, I hadn't thought about it, but I might do. Um, I suppose the main reason we're not thinking about it is probably not legal, is it? And yes, I'm a, I'm a qualified drone pilot. Are you? But, I mean, you, you can only fly in certain areas with permission. Uh, right? Only if they're over a certain size. If it's under 250 uh, grams, you're fine. Oh, is that right? You can fly them yeah, anywhere? Or, well, the, the very modern ones have specific... Uh, ratings and categories and that'll be actually printed on the drone itself right. if it's not printed on the drone then if it's 249 grams or under it's fine yes you can use it because you've mentioned this a few times on the show like you've got this drone that you're not allowed to use and i keep yeah. thinking i need to mention this to you that actually that might not be the case you might be allowed to use it even though um, i'm not a qualified drone pilot i'd just be a guy getting a, a, a gift out of a box plugging it in and but that's it, it, it depends on the type of drone basically yeah. um if it's got a camera attached you, you're getting into a bit more difficult territory but if there's no camera then yeah it's got a camera pretty much if it's got a camera then yeah you, you are into slightly different territory there mm. um, and of course it's always a good idea to have insurance and of course if you are qualified that's the best way to get insurance right but um but yeah it doesn't doesn't necessarily i mean certainly i could fly a drone i could fly my drone in your street no problem okay legally because you're a qualified pilot because i'm a qualified pilot because i know the rules like you can't go over a certain height and things like that yeah yeah did it it take long to qualify to be a drone pilot no it took me about half an hour online oh really (laughs) yeah yeah, I did an <laughs> online test. It's not as onerous as, uh, but as people might think. But you're still a qualified think. drone pilot. 
I am a qualified drone pilot. Well, I, I, I am because I'm a filmmaker, so um, I use it as part and parcel of that. I think it's it's highly likely that the next time we speak, I will also be a qualified drone pilot, <laughs> given what you tell me. Excellent. Well, uh, well keep us up to date on that. Uh, definitely. Um, yes, yeah, so, so uh, coming back to COVID then, but yes. our episode today is about whether or not COVID-19 may have come from space. Now, there, there are all sorts of um, theories about where COVID-19 came from on there, whether it was um, caused by someone eating a, a bat or a pangolin, or whether it was a, an experiment in a lab that went wrong, or whether it was actually biological warfare being ra- waged against us by, by the Chinese. So here we have this theory, possibly, that this came from space. Yes, um, uh, and it's it's got a specific name. This thing is panspermia. Panspermia. We actually mentioned it um, a couple of episodes ago in episode forty-two mm. when we were talking about uh, you know could, could humanity have come from another planet originally? Well, panspermia mm. is this idea that there is living biological material out in space that that basically hits the planet and then multiplies and spreads. Um, mm. and of course yeah we, we talked about it in that instance of possibly being an origin of humanity um, but uh, it's equally possible that it could bring bacteria and virus um, very similar to um, the film The Andromeda Strain are you familiar with that? I, I, I say I film am, it's and, a book and, and I recently read the book the Michael Crichton book which was written I think in the late 60s I think the film was made in 69 69, yeah, yeah and the, the, yeah. a film was made in um, 1971, both highly yeah. rated. Um, oh, yeah. Actually, I, I don't rate them. Um, really? I, I was enjoying the book, but it, the, the, the ending is a real cop-out. I don't want to... Sp- uh, uh, no spoilers here. But it was a, <laughs> I mean, maybe it wasn't seen as such a cop-out in 1969, but it certainly certainly is now. But in, in that, in, in the Andromeda strain, what that was about was that the US government was sending up basically satellites who would that they they'd identify that there was bacteria or that or viruses living in the upper reaches of our atmosphere and they basically send a, a satellite out to go and scoop it up mm-hmm. and one of these satellites crash lands near a small town in the southwest USA and everybody dies pretty quick or pretty much apart from two people uh, everyone just drops dead almost instantly yes um, their ph balance in their blood is different isn't it yeah yeah and it's yeah. A, it's the difference between <laughs> e- e- being perfectly fine no harm at all or or dropping dead on the spot um so yeah it's, it's, it's an exciting idea but uh, i don't i've never heard this idea before about um there being harvestable um germs up in up in the atmosphere that could be harvested and 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 used as a as a weapon well the idea that biological material may sort of rain down on us from space actually um the ancient greeks theorized that it's not a new theory at all um yeah the whole panspermia thing that that goes back to them and what about things like the miasma theory? I mean, before people knew about, for cholera, for instance, um, before they understood, before Doctor John Snow worked out that it was, it was 
caused by sewage getting into the into the drinking water supply. Dr. Um, John Snow, he knows nothing. He knows, <laughs> <laughs> but um, that, yeah, people believed it was this miasma that would appear over a over a town and and cause the disease. That's what they believe that diseases will. Well, scientific theory has gone forward and backward many times. I mean, we mm. talk, you know, about you know a few hundred years ago and people thinking that the world was flat. Well, again, well, you go oh, back so a few thousand were, years before that, they knew it was round. Yeah, they worked <laughs> yeah. it. Out. It's simple geometry. It's simple. Yeah, you know, I think the ancient Greeks worked out that if you stand on something high, you can see further. Yeah. Um, um, because you know, it's because it's because of geometry. The the curve of the earth, the higher you are, the further over the curve you can see. And you know, sailors at sea, when when they saw a ship approaching over the horizon, it would look like the ship was coming up out of the water because it's mm. it's coming over the curve not just that but um pythagoras uh using and, and i don't know the entire mathematics of this but using a stick in a hole in the ground and and measuring the shadows that it cast was able to work out the size of the planet and he got it almost dead on wow so yeah so we've known for a long time that it's round it's just like sometimes someone will come along with something really stupid that sounds good yeah. and you know it puts scientific knowledge back and, and I think you know, current flat earthism a large part of it is simply the rejection of of what we're being told rejection of official information yeah you, you say it's round well I've only got your word for it you've shown me a picture of it well that's your picture I, I don't want I choose not to believe you it's not I mean there's some people saying well you know the government is so untrustworthy that, that the, the warning on a packet of cigarettes says you know smoking can severely damage your health sorry who's saying this oh Her Majesty's government is saying this well why should I believe them they lie about everything else maybe smoking is really good for you <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hmm. it's not just to be clear with our <laughs> listeners, it's really, really not. Um, uh, this is not an endorsement of smoking. So we're talking no. about the idea that, that um, COVID-19 came from a meteorite. Now, um, ah, the, yes, you mentioned now, the meteorite. Um, a meteor so, was, was spotted in, in northeast China on October the 11th. Or it, there was, it, it was uh, a bright fireball over the city of Songwan in northeast China, over on, on October the 11th 2019 um, yes now Songwan though is about 2,000 kilometers northeast of Wuhan mm. um, but there is this theory of course it's traveling through the sky you know and it's breaking up as it does so uh, so the idea is that you know maybe part of it broke off as it traveled over well, it, Wuhan. it would have had to wouldn't it because a meteor travels at cosmic speeds um, I mean, a, a meteor will be travelling at something like forty thousand miles an hour. By comparison, a high the the muzzle velocity of a, an AR-15 rifle is three thousand feet per second, which is about two thousand miles per hour. So it's going twenty times the speed of a high velocity round. Blimey! So it's <laughs> it's going pretty fast. fast. So and and that's why um, you get this explosion when it hits because. Um, as it's travelling through the air, obviously an object travelling through the air will push air molecules out of the way. But if it's, a, if it's a large enough object going fast enough, the molecules can't get out of the way. So the air in front of it becomes compressed. 
And mm. when the air is compressed, as you'll know if you've ever pumped up a bicycle tyre, as you're pumping away, it gets hot. And so it, mm. it gets super heated. And so just before impact, this you get this massive um, explosion. Basically, the air just explodes. Wow. And so it, whatever's on the meteor would have had to have fallen off. And yes. And decelerated rapidly. Well, decelerated as it descended to Earth. Um, and didn't and didn't get consumed in the fireball that that struck. So. Yeah. So I mean, the timing is quite. Um interesting that you know you do get this meteorite just before hmm. this outbreak in in wuhan well i mean i suppose we get meteors hitting on a fairly infrequent basis don't we that, that we uh, do but but if if i mean let's say um with this panspermia idea that it's it's quite rare let's say there's one in two thousand I'm, I'm pulling that number completely out of thin air but hmm. let's say one in two thousand contains biological material um that still means you know if you have two thousand meteorites one of them's going to contain biological material hmm. but unless the meteor actually breaks up in the atmosphere, in the air, once it's once it's entered the atmosphere, it actually starts breaking up and releasing the biological material to drift down to Earth. It will, if it if it stays intact, it will all just be destroyed in the explosion on impact. Unless it's something that can survive an explosion. Yeah, but you know, if it can survive extreme heat, if it can survive, yeah, very extreme heat. I mean, you're talking mm. like a nuclear explosion. That's a that sort of power. There are examples of terrestrial life that could survive it. What? That they could survive ground zero of a yeah of a nuke. There, there's life forms that 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 exist basically in volcanic environments. Yeah, but it's not the kind of heat that turns sand to glass, is it? That, which is what happens. Oh, no, it's the radiation that cockroaches would survive. No, the, yeah, I was, was going to think of something else then, but no. yeah, they, they wouldn't um, survive the, the the fireball or the blast if they were within no. range of it. But they would survive but, the radiation. But if you're talking about viral single-celled organisms, hmm. if there's, why wouldn't it? Um. Mostly, yeah, when, we just, when we destroy viruses by heat, it's it's the irradiation of them. Hmm. If they're immune to irradiation by heat, certainly the physical explosion is not going to do anything to them. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm purely in the realm of speculation here. I'm, I'm, uh, I mean, that's what this show's all about. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, I don't know what life forms could survive. Being aboard uh, a meteor that that hits the planet at thousands of miles per hour, with the resulting fireball, I don't know what could survive that that impact. Well, no, and if it's if it's chunks of the meteor coming off, then they only have to survive in that chunk. Um. Well, I, I, what I think is, if chunks are falling off, then the bacteria, the 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 bacteriological material is is just floating free drifting down to earth over a wide area that sounds pretty pandemic to me as as it flies you know, as the, as the as the meteor whooshes over wuhan there's it's dis, it's, it's releasing spraying, spraying <laughs> yeah it's 
biological yeah. material. So this space theory is a group work of a group of researchers, uh, notably an Edward J. Steele and N. Chandra Wickamran Singh. Mm. They published ten papers on the topic since the pandemic began. Yep. Um, but what they haven't got is the empirical proof, haven't they? Haven't haven't got um, a chunk of meteor containing any residue of, or any they can show that yeah, this, it definitely this this meteor definitely contained the COVID nineteen virus. Well, no, if if there was proof, it wouldn't be a theory. All right, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, okay, so, Sorry, yeah, that, it, was it, bit, it, that was a bit it, shooting it, you down. I didn't mean yeah, it quite it, like it's that. A, it's a theory, um, but yeah, the scientific method, you, you, you develop a theory, you, you've noticed something, you, you know, a coincidence of things perhaps, you develop a theory and then you devise an experiment to test that theory to see if it's true. Um, well, they, they haven't gone beyond developing this theory. They've noticed that there was a, a meteor strike and then there was a, a pandemic. Well, that's not always the case. Um, in in psychology, uh, Freud's theories are, are generally considered to be, you know, mostly accepted. Uh, there there are different mm. schools of thought in psychology, but um, but Freud uh, was famous for providing untestable theories. But that's that's the difference between social science and and natural science, isn't it? I mean, the scientists will always say about social sciences, well, they're not scientific because they can't they can't meet these very tight criteria for the natural scientists sciences. You know, a scientist can say that water will always boil at one hundred degrees centigrade at sea level, always. That that's it's a. But whereas, if you try and predict human behaviour. Psychologists will say, "Well, no, I can't predict what any individual that I don't, who I don't know, will do in any situation." But you can predict how people will behave on mass to some extent. Okay, I'm um, going to I'm going to say there are cases within psychology that you can do that. Pavlov, for example, famously created experiments to uh, to prove behaviour and learned learned behaviors well yeah he, he, trained, he trained famously trained his dogs didn't he that he, yes he would he would ring a bell and then feed them ring a bell then feed them and then when he rang the bell the, with the dogs would always just salivate because they were used to get yes. yeah bloody cruel because he actually had metal tubes going into the saliva glands of the dogs hmm. horrible horrible man but we did learn but, a lot from yeah. him yeah <laughs> Mm. And, and Schrodinger wasn't much nicer to his cat, was he? Mm. But, uh, but according... <laughs> that was a thought experiment. He didn't really put a cat in a box with poison. <laughs> so, um. I mean, according to Discover website, um, what they're saying is um, this is not a theory with any evidence for it. There is no evidence that viruses or bacteria or any other life exist in space. And Steele et al. provide no direct evidence that the coronavirus arrived from the heavens. It's well, a theory, as you say. Well, actually, we, that's an incorrect statement, or at least part of that is incorrect, because we've discussed on this very show about meteorites that have been proven to contain biological material. Did we do that? Yeah, only a few oh. episodes ago there was the one oh. that contained this small, um, almost microscopic, metallic balls with a gooey we did yes substance did. inside that's a biological material hmm 
So, yes, there is proof that, that biological material exists in space. Right. Um, it's not proof that COVID comes from space. No. I, I, you know, I absolutely... Um, well, well, I mean, scientists can't even agree on whether a virus is a living thing or not. I mean, no. Some scientists will say, yes, it is, and others will say, depending on, depending on their discipline, really. Well, the whole... And, how how do you categorise what life is 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 a difficult one for scientists to hmm. well I mean there's no determine. disputing that bacteria are alive they 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 display the characteristics of a living being whereas a virus is just a lot of bad news wrapped in RNA isn't it that's it um, it's it's yeah that's that's fair enough. Um, so I, I get the impression that you're not buying into this theory than this idea that COVID came from space um, I buy into the idea but um, although I'm a social scientist by by academic discipline um, I, I would need more sort of natural scientific kind of levels of, of proof and say okay show me that um yeah, you, you've got the theory. Fine, I'll go along with the theory. I accept that there's a theory. I, if I was if I was putting up the money, I'd say okay. I'd say I'll, I will fund. Um, I will fund further research if you want to prove your theory. But at the moment, it's just the theory. That's that's very interesting that that you're taking that route because I I suggest this because I thought it'd be a fun. Hmm topic to discuss because but I'm, not making, I'm making it not fun <laughs> no 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 you, you, it, this has been a lot of fun um no the reason i'm i'm saying that is i absolutely don't believe a word of it that i, I don't accept that it's come from space at all um no, i don't I, believe it for one moment um so i'm giving it no credence whatsoever you're remaining more open-minded about it i'm remain he's developed this theory um there, there is this coincidence of a meteor strike and the the pandemic breaking out nearby. Um, I mean, they've come up with um, they've come up with this theory of you know, the the galaxy absolutely full of microorganisms in, living in comets and meteors and dust clouds and and such like. So, yeah, I'm not prepared to say oh it's a whole load of bollocks, but yeah, what I'm what I'm where, where I start saying it's just a theory. It's just yeah. a theory. Yeah. I think um, the thing is, COVID nineteen. I mean, it's 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 basically a mutation of SARS, and, and oh. SARS has been around for a very very long time, hasn't it? Um, and it is so close to SARS that the idea of you know something that similar to something already existing coming from space, unless SARS originally. Yeah, unless SARS, space, yeah. But, yeah. I think, I think that's, that's reaching um, now. Mm. Um, no, but, uh, I, I, I personally, I don't think. I think it's it's fun to speculate, but I mean, I we, don't we've had it for a moment. So we've had SARS outbreaks in the past. Peoples of China and Southeast Asia are well used to dealing with SARS. That's why they dealt with this latest one so well. And previous outbreaks, the H four N one, the the bird flu. Um, they were viruses that were too deadly to spread very far. 
they, they would kill their hosts far too quickly after infection or make them very, very ill um, too soon after infection for it to, you, you wouldn't get people carrying it and being asymptomatic or you know, taking weeks before they develop any symptoms. So, so COVID-19 is, is, is the worst of all worlds really. And it is the fact, fact that if, if you said to me, well, it only has a, it has a 98% survival rate People say, well, yeah, it's great. You know, so if I catch it, there's only a 2% chance that I'll die. Yeah, but when you've got thousands and th- when you've got millions of people catching it, that's an awful lot of dead bodies. It is. It is. So, and well, as we've, as we've seen. Um, but yeah, and while, uh, while we, we don't know what has caused it and, and there are a variety of theories, I think we can absolutely agree it's definitely not caused by 5G so stop <laughs> it stop claiming nonsense like that but you know it, we, we certainly do have to think about the way we we live on this planet and i i, I do accept what a lot of environmentalists have said that if, if we just carry on living like if if covid were end were to end tomorrow and the all governments all around the world would give us the all clear we can go back to doing exactly what we were doing back in 2019 it wouldn't be long before we, we had another outbreak like this because it's it's built into what the way we live human nature is such I'd, i i never forget a quote from a woman who was who was in therapy this is a, a true mm. true genuine quote um so i'm going to avoid any names or circumstances <laughs> but she was in in therapy and she said to her therapist, like, you know, she's talking about her life and, and how it was all going wrong. And she said, I want my life to change. I just don't want to have to change. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the most, like, you know, face palmy thing you face can palmy, say. But, but, you know, the fact that she actually said it, probably a lot of people don't realise that that's, that's what they're thinking. They think, well, yeah, I want my life to be yeah. different, but yeah. but I, I, I can't break all my habits. I, I, I like to do this, I like to do that, and I, and I can't understand why my life's going wrong. That's exactly my point, is that's human yes. nature. Yeah, it's human nature. Um, we're not talking about changing human nature, we're talking about changing our economic arrangements. Which would mean changing human nature. No, it would mean just changing the way we do things. We have that, economic to, arrangements that benefit a small number of people. To change yeah. how we do things, we would have to change human nature. The only reason we do things the way we do them now is because of our current nature. We do, do things you know what? We've, we, we, we've gone no, way off topic and we're think... going all political now. <laughs> we're supposed to be talking about this. But yeah. Yeah, human, it, it, anyway, so... So... Write in, listeners, tell us what you think, because um, we, we do want to hear it. I mean, you know, let us know if you think we've got it all wrong. Um, either way. Um, and, of course, don't forget to leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcasts as well. Uh, they're always greatly received, and and it helps other people to find podcasts like ours as well. Uh, don't forget to join us next time, though, when we'll be discussing uh, Phil Schneider. Phil Schneider. He's an interesting character, isn't he, Neil? 
Yeah, very interesting character, yes. A man who's actually fought a pitched battle deep beneath the earth against alien greys. So we'll be discussing, is he a whistleblower or a fantasist? Don't forget to join us next time when we'll find out. <laughs> catch well, you we'll, next. We'll discuss it. We'll catch you next time, yeah. <laughs> In well, the meantime, we just out all those big arguments we had. <laughs> In the meantime, keep watching those meteorites and the rest of the skies. Take care for now. Catch you later. Bye bye. <laughs> Aliens Explored is a Fiegel Films production in association with Juicy Falls. Music by Darren Mafucci and editing by Stu Jackson. Find us on Twitter and Facebook by searching Aliens Explored or visit AliensExplored.com.